0: Hello, everybody.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, the big show, the most important and critically acclaimed show that is recorded in our rental car. Because we're in a rental car because we're in South Dakota, driving out through the country sides. Welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy the show. We are on our way to a town in South Dakota to do a thing. And then we'll be going to another place in South Dakota and do another thing. So, welcome to the show. We're here to talk to you today about the importance of preppers, everybody really, but preppers in particular, for using general media, not just prepper media, but general media crowdsourcing sites. What am I talking about? Okay. Okay. What, you're, what I'm talking about are sites like TripAdvisor, which is the one I use. I don't like it as well as I used to. B, I still use it. Or Yelp, Y-E-L-P, or some of these other sites that are out there. And <clears throat> my thesis is that it's critically important that we contribute to these sites as well as use them. Because that makes them more accurate. But also, that gets the reviews much more meet our point of view. Because how a prepper looks at a hotel room may be completely different than how a non-prepper looks at a hotel room, for example. I mean, restaurants, yeah, you just want another good place to eat. But, you know you might if you're a prepper you might care about like what you're eating you might not you might want to eat the worst garbage in the world so you need to know which restaurant has you know serves spried fried spam wrapped in bacon you know you might need that if that's what you like Um,
0: talk about causing a disaster
1: and what in the world is this doing i'm in a really weird road construction area
0: South Dakota has two seasons, summer and construction. Or winter and construction.
1: What in the world could that possibly be doing? Okay. Anyway, pressing right along. Now, one of the things, this is is my aside for today. One of the things I love about driving around in the north. Because this is actually the north. South Dakota is actually the north. Is when you get onto the interstates, up here in the north... Basically, anything north of Des Moines, anything north of of I-90, you start getting these ramps, these gates, that close the interstate in the winter when the weather gets bad. I just think that's cool. I don't know why I think that's cool. It's just cool. So, yeah, the interstate. They'll leave the little schmiddly roads open so people can get around, but they close the interstate.
0: Or so people can get into their own trouble depending on how they're inclined. (laughs) So, yeah. So why don't you give an example of how a prepper's point of view of a hotel room might be different from somebody else's.
1: Okay. A prepper's point of view from a hotel room. I, just, I'll pick one particular uh, brand of hotel room. You The uh, biggest, biggest brand in America is like Super 8, because it's just the biggest brand in America. So i will use that. It's a cheap hotel room. What are the things a prepper might look for that other people wouldn't. Well, first you'd look at security. Is it in a good part of town? Is it in a bad part of town? Is it in is it on the side of the city where if you need to evacuate you can get out in a heck of a hurry? Or is it in the middle of a city where it's 15 to 20 miles to get you out into a place where you can well, you can tell this is a country boy saying this, a place you can breathe. <laughs> you know? That's something a prepper might look into. Uh, A prepper who's particular about their food could look into what they have for breakfast. Uh, Sometimes, you know, preppers are are more likely to bring their own stuff. Do they have, like, refrigerators in the rooms?
0: If you're carrying a handgun, you might particularly consider whether or not they've got safes. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, And, of course, there's the old safe trick with Super 8 and... Those people, if you you have to watch your uh, your bill, because if you don't use the safe in the room, they may still bill you for it. They've kind of gotten away from that because people got yeah
0: so mostly mad. they don't do that anymore. People got mad. They we used to put this uh, charge on the bill, and you could have them take it off if you didn't use the safe. But if you didn't mention anything about it, they just put a extra fee on there for the safe and not tell and you about it and keep the buck and a half or two bucks and yeah da it wouldn't be part of the listed price when you bought the room. Okay, when it comes to hotels, one thing to keep in mind, one of the
1: reasons that the prices have, have jumped fairly in the last couple of years on a lot of hotels is because they've had to, they've lost a major stream of revenue. A major stream of revenue they used to have and don't have anymore is phone calls. People go to a hotel room and they make phone calls. They used to make a lot of money off those phone calls. Well, they don't make them anymore because you're using your cell phone. Okay something to think of. Restaurants? Restaurants are easy. Do they serve the type of food that you like and is it any good? Do they prepare it well? You know, that's, that's pretty simple. But then there's other kinds of things too. Like, even though it's not a specific site, there's always the reviews like on Amazon and stuff like that for products. And it's important, even though they're not quote unquote really crowdsourcing. They kinda are. It's important to give reviews. Oh that's a beautiful victory motorcycle I just went past I don't know if you can hear it. Boy that is a beautiful bike.
0: They can probably hear it.
1: That is a gorgeous bike that just went past. I gotta back off a little bit, it's pretty loud. But yeah. Hey South Dakota must not be a helmet stake. Yep. Okay. So Either that or everybody's breaking the law.
0: One thing I notice about product reviews is the uh, desires of the casual camper differ significantly from what a prepper is looking for in their camping-slash-bug-out gear in some respects. Okay. The uh, more hardcore, extreme campers are more in line with what the preppers are looking for.
1: Okay, now we're, we're going to talk, we're, gonna, we're working on a project uh, of getting her a really good Uh, camping setup i'm not much of a camper but she loves to hike and she's gonna be doing some of this stuff in the future so i'm looking at getting her a really good camping and by good i mean top quality but extremely lightweight because in cycling (laughs) in cycling it's all about weight and there's a bunch of people who are known as the weight weenies and Hiking is exactly the same thing. They're weight weenies because every ounce you can cut out of your gear and still get by is that much less tired you're going to be, that much less foot sore you're going to be. You know, I have a real, real problem with people who do bug out bags for prepping and never actually carry them around because they can't carry the stupid things. You know, it's all about the weight. Every bit about it is the weight. When you're putting together a firearm package, like you get your all this crud hanging off your AK or AR or whatever like that, it's all about the weight because you got to carry this thing. you got to whip it around. So, there are many, many reviews about the quality of an item in the camping. But, Really, what a prepper is concerned, or should be concerned about, is the weight. And durability. Weight and durability. Light, strong, cheap,
0: pick two. And how it functions under bad weather. Exactly. Because the casual camper will often just not go out if the weather looks like it's going to be bad. But that is often something that a uh, prepper has to consider.
1: Absolutely. Or
0: a more long-term kind of extreme hiker sort of person.
1: So, and you know, there, there's ways that you can look at, um, looking at, at, at the reviews from a prepping eye is different. For example, let's just take a review on survival food. And even even on the prepping websites, I've seen the same thing. We're going we're gonna to poke a hole in the survival food industry here. Pretty hard, one of these days. Uh, but here's just one. The Coast Guard approved... Survival bars, like the—I just gave a couple. I don't really know more than the SOS bar, but you know that type of bar—the the, the solid food bar that you eat in case of an emergency, and they're X amount of calories per day that you can keep you alive when you're out there in the rowboat in the ocean. And before I looked into them, I thought, ah, they're probably all the same stuff. They're not. And there is a vast amount of nutritional difference in those bars. But if you go and read the reviews, even on the the prepper websites that have reviewed these things, 99% of what's being reviewed is the taste. But as a prepper, that shouldn't be... The number one important, because these are short-term. You're not going to eat these very long, so you're not going to really have to worry about getting sick of them. And the taste really doesn't matter nearly as much as the nutritional value.
0: It's like looking for your keys under the light, because that's under the light post at night, because that's where the light is. It's easy to grab a bar, eat it, and decide how tasty it is. It's harder to stick it in your car for three months... Uh, read and check out the nutrition label, then eat it, and talk about how durable it is. And there is a big difference in durability of bars, folks, let me tell you, as well as how nutritious it is, in addition to whether or not it's good enough to eat.
1: What made me think about this is I heard uh, one of the employees at the hotel we stayed at last to, this morning, actually, I was, we were sitting there eating their breakfast this morning, Uh, Sausage, no sausage and biscuits, uh, uh, gravy and biscuits, and uh, she had uh, a bowl of cereal with bananas. Yep. And uh, so it was actually pretty good. Yesterday we had uh, a waffle. But we heard the person who was servicing the, the breakfast area, I heard her say, please let us know what you thought about your stay on TripAdvisor because our manager reads every review. Now, managers read every review on that because that has become a... and Yelp, and I'm just picking one. This is what she said, and this is the one I use. Those reviews have become powerful because people realize that if you get a bad TripAdvisor review... You know, that's going to hurt business because people are using it. We've got um, so I do a I do a TripAdvisor thing pretty much for every restaurant we go to the first time, which reminds me we probably should do one on that one. Yeah, last night, and then I'll do one on the hotel. I took a couple pictures this morning. I need to do an outside picture, but even though, even though it's only a hotel picture for the website the light wasn't right cuz <laughs> so i'm going to wait till the <laughs> light's right before i take it.
0: Yeah, photographers are that <sighs> way, guys. Sorry. Here's the thing though. If uh, more of the reviews that are out there reflect concerns that preppers have about the products, it will disproportionately shift the producer's opinion to consider things that preppers consider important. So even though we are a fairly small community, if we are a fairly vocal community, we'll ha- we will have an outsized impact on the direction at least some of these products take. Okay. To give you a
1: perfect example, um, a lot of these non-battery flashlights are just junk. They're crank flashlights. They're junk. They're these little plastic handles. If you actually try to use them, either the, the generator breaks or the plastic handle breaks, or they're not watertight, or yada yada yada, they're just junk. And if you, as a prepper, go on there and all you say about the thing is, yeah, I used it, it worked, and give it a good review, you're not helping. But if you point out, yes, it worked, but man, this thing is made cheap. I could not depend upon... This I just couldn't depend upon it. You know, that might be a whole different matter. And um, we do have some flashlights that we found that are actually we like. And I think I don't remember if we did a podcast or a thing on them or not. But we actually liked, but they're not the crank ones because there's not a crank
0: one worth owning. Light, strong,
1: and cheap. All they are is light and cheap.
0: The the problem is that. The good ones we've got are solar. Yeah. And that's fine, except in winter in Missouri, the nights are long, and the sun doesn't reliably come out for days on end. And recharging can be a problem even with a good light. Now, these do have battery backups, which helps.
1: Batteries are not rechargeable. Now, these are lithium battery backups, so they're not rechargeable. Yeah.
0: They have a rechargeable
1: that's battery an and, and then a, a lithium battery.
0: Yeah, they've got dual batteries. One is recharged by the sun and the other is uh, replaceable, disposables. And then we're, we're
1: having to replace them every every two or three years just simply because the NICAD batteries in them don't last forever.
0: Yeah, so. and we've hardly even used them because the solar battery function is good. But I do have concerns about that for winter, uh, long-term winter use.
1: As well you should. So that's why we have other light sources available. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay, we're going to keep this basically short. But Use
0: some stuff, use it hard before you review it. But then do review it and share it with the general community because that's the kind of review sites that the people making the products care about. Okay.
1: I'm going to tell you one thing that just, it drives me nuts. People doing unboxing reviews of picket, Everything. An unboxing review isn't a review. All it is is, here's, I got my new toy. I got toy. my toy,
0: and I want to talk about and it. And
1: I'm going to talk about it. I don't know to think about it because I haven't used it, but I'm going to talk about it. So, you know, I think unboxing reviews are the biggest waste of time. I mean, if, unless it's an Apple product. And there's a reason I say that. Apple packaging is just really cool. <laughs> and... It's interesting to see how they packaged it this time. Because they, they spend a lot of time, money, and effort on their packaging. I mean, they go way out. Most other companies, you know, it's in a box. Here you go. Like, I shoot Sony cameras. And although the Sony boxes are better than most, there's cardboard boxes and stuff like that. But you get a new iPhone, man, and that box is a work of art. So, okay, I'll give you Apple products for their packaging.
0: Other than that, nah. If you deem it a value, but... if you deem it a value, yeah. <laughs> if you like to,
1: if you like to just see what kind of packaging they put on the,
0: it won't be clicking on that sucker. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I watch a lot of reviews, and then I watch watch I mean, I watch a ton of reviews of something before I buy it on YouTube, and I recommend that. But I also recommend that we we need to start, you know, putting the reviews out there ourselves of the stuff that we use. So another... That's what we do. We, I mean, we're using our website to do reviews, and and we know. Okay, I can tell by looking at the stats on the website that when we do a review, it will get probably about a hundredth of the reads. One one hundredth of the reads, as if I went on and, and did a uh, post about. Uh,
0: Six types of guns to choose for situations yeah, e.
1: we could I mean I could I could triple quadruple the readership of my, our site in a month by just doing those one of those articles. six guns or five mistakes that we've made articles every day but that doesn't add to the general knowledge that's all, 3by is all about. Um, crowdsourcing.
0: And we're part of the crowd. There's a a time and a place for those kinds of articles when you actually have something of of substance to share. But if you don't put out new and useful information like a lot of the stuff I write I know I'm not going to get a lot of reads on because only so many people care about sleep apnea. Okay. Or other arcane medical stuff I might be writing about. But the people who need to know it really need to know it. And there's not a lot of places for them to get it from a prepper point of view. Yeah. So I try and do it anyway.
1: And then, frankly, and we're going to be frank because this is what we're all about. We're all about telling um, some of the places that have information on the prepper point of view, we don't think it's really reliable stuff. Some of it is. But any, you know, any time you hear people with medical degrees saying, oh, yeah, I heard this really works well. I haven't tried it myself, but give it a go. Okay. Wait a minute.
0: What? That's a fluff article. That's just repeating something that somebody else has said because it's something on the topic you can say quick and not have to research it. Uh, There is another aspect here I wanted to bring up before we leave. A lot of preppers, well, one of the reasons we prep is we don't have complete faith that somebody else is going to be out there taking care of us, and somebody else is the government in a lot of cases. So this is a way to get your voice out and change the direction of things that is completely non-governmental it's a way we can do for ourselves as, as you might say and as a prepper that's one of the things I value I think you might too so I brought it up
1: I agree it, it made me think of a bunch of political comments to make
0: none of which you're going to make because we don't do politics
1: we don't do politics but I will say one thing and it's not a political statement. It's maybe an anti-political statement, but that's one of the things that, that, that drives my uh, interest in, in the 3BY project is because I think that politics, even the the pursuit of politics, is anti-prepping. Because takes the focus away from being self-reliant towards this political candidate view uh, party, whatever are going to take care of me no, prepping is about you taking care of you you taking care of yours personal responsibility personal uh, accountability that's what it's about and the political stuff is all about them taking care of you, and that's where I have a real problem with it. That's why I set it aside. I'm not saying don't have pol- political views. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's not what we're about. You can get that anywhere. We want to, oh boy, can you get We that want anywhere. to just concentrate on beans, bullets, bandages, and you. not which political guy you like, but you and your family. And so if that's a political statement without actually saying making a political statement. <laughs> and I think you could stand behind that.
0: Could you stand behind that? Uh halfway. Ah, there we <laughs> go.
1: Now see we're gonna start arguing about this and that's, that's No we're not. No, because that would be <laughs> we, a we don't argue about discussion. politics. That's one of the things we don't argue about. Although we had a we had a knockdown drag out in my dream last night.
0: <laughs> I I do not take responsibility for dream spice. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. Oh, one other thing. This is a freebie before you go. Okay. Are you ready? If you're going to put a price on a car parked by the side of the road for sale, make it big enough to read from the road. Because people are not going to stop your car for sale if you don't put the price on there big enough. If you're not going to put a price on there, that's fine. You're not going to sell the car. But if you want to sell it, just put it put it in really big numbers. You know, eighty nine. Or six thousand or whatever. And don't even don't do the don't do the big box thing of fifty four ninety nine. If it if you have a four ninety nine thing on your car, I know you're a dealer. I don't want anything to do with you in a personal way. So just, just a little aside. I just saw a vehicle back there parked on the side of the road with something I, I like. I can't read what that says. What is the point of putting that out there if you can't even read it?
0: Even better, that one was in the middle of a cornfield with no possible way to get close enough to see it unless we pull out telephoto lens and <clears throat> yeah. Now, take uh, a to shot be fair, it. that was a,
1: that was like a uh, an ad painted on the side of an old vehicle. But I was like, what is the point of putting that out there? Nobody can read it. So anyway, I am salty, and I'm spice, and we're out.